This is part two of my recital of the Lotus Sutra. If you have not yet seen part one of the Lotus Sutra, you can do so now. Um, also, before the Lotus Sutra, I did a reading of Dhammapada. If you didn't uh, hear Dhammapada, I do recommend uh, hearing that first. Um, you can see all the videos in the playlist and just start with the first one by clicking here. All right. Um, if you're seeing this on the premiere and you're on your phone, then those uh, cards aren't going to come up at the right time. But if it's not the premiere, they will. <clears throat> so that's what's happening if you're seeing the premiere. If you're seeing the premiere, say hello. Hello. I, I'm probably seeing it with you. So you can chat on the live chat and I'll chat back. Uh, also, uh, you may have noticed I, I couldn't find a hair tie. So I hope nobody's offended. Also, guess who's back? Back again. Shady's, oh no, Grogu, Grogu. Last time I said Groku, I was a little off. He's also up there. Okay, anyway, um, let's get right to it. I'm assuming now, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting over a little bit of a cold, but I like doing these readings for my own reasons. Uh, it's an opportunity for me to wear this. I'm not a monk, obviously. I'm uh, married. My wife, Priyal, is in the next room. My head is not shaved. Uh, I'm just appropriating uh, someone else's culture. No, I don't look at it that way, though you might. Um, if, you, if you do, and that makes you angry, please do some kind of all caps thing in the comments because that'll boost my uh, algorithm ratings. Uh, why do I have two bookmarks in here? Apparently... All right. Okay. So, is there anything else that I should mention before I get started? Um, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a good day. And, uh, all right. Let's uh, jump right in. <clears throat> and at that moment, there issued a ray from within the circle of hair between the eyebrows of the Lord. It extended over 18,000 Buddha fields in the eastern quarter. So that, that's the eastern quarter, by the way. Oh, I'm blocking the light. Sorry. <clears throat> Technical difficulties. <clears throat> so that all those Buddha fields appeared wholly illuminated by its radiance. Down to the great hell Aviki, and up to the limit of existence. And all the beings, excuse me, and the beings in any of the six states of existence became visible. Just a, a quick run through that. That includes gods, demigods, humans, animals, hungry ghosts, and those in the hells. Okay. All without exception. Likewise, the Lord's Buddhas staying, living, and existing in those Buddha fields became all visible, and the law preached by them could be entirely heard by all beings. <clears throat> <clears throat> 
and the monks, nuns, lay devotees, male and female, yogins and students of yoga, those who had obtained the fruition. By the way, one of the uh, comments on this translation was that there were typos, I noticed in, in the Amazon comments. So yogis, it says yogins. We might assume yogis and yoginis. Anyway. Uh, those who had obtained the fruition, parentheses, of the paths of sanctification, end parentheses, and those who had not, they too became visible. And the bodhisattvas, mahasattvas in those Buddha fields who piled, who plied, piled, who plied the bodhisattva course with ability due to their earnest belief in numerous and various lessons and the fundamental ideas, they too became all visible. Likewise, the Lord's Buddhas in those Buddha fields who had reached final nirvana became visible, all of them. And the stupas made of jewels and containing the relics of the extinct Buddhas became all visible in those Buddha fields. Stupas, also known as pagodas, uh, they represent the mind of the Buddha, and they're usually like a dome uh, structure. Um, there's different styles of them, so some of them have more of a square structure, some of them are a more round structure. There's sort of a, the Nepali type, the Bhutani type, the Tibetan type, and the Indian type. And then there's like the Japanese type, which is based on sort of the Nepali type. I think they were going for like originality or something. Uh, but they, they're all white with gold statues. There's also the uh, Chinese pagodas, which are, do I have one here? Uh, I don't know where my little pagoda is, but um, they're the ones, those you probably have seen pictures or seen in pictures. They, they're very tall and they're sort of like a bunch of squares with this roundy thing and it goes up and it has a little tip top. All of those are uh, basically the same idea. They're meant to represent the mind of the Buddha. Okay, just a little bit of an aside there. Uh, then rose in the mind of the Bodhisattva Mahasattva Maitreya this thought. Oh, how great a wonder does the Tathagata display what may be the cause? What the reason of the Lord producing so great a wonder as this? And such astonishing, prodigious, inconceivable, powerful miracles now appear, although the Lord is absorbed in meditation. Why? Let me inquire about this matter. Who would be able here to explain it to me? He then thought, here is Manjushri. Here is Manjushri. Right there. He's going to ask Manjushri. <clears throat> the Prince Royal, who has plied his office under former jinas, and planted the roots of goodness while worshiping many Buddhas. This Manjushri, 
the Prince Royal must have witnessed before such signs of the former Tathagatas, those Arhats, those perfectly enlightened Buddhas of yore, he must have enjoyed the grand conversations on the law, on the Dharma. It sounds better than the law. People think the law, I fought the law and the, the law one, or, you know, like the Old Testament law, the law, the Dharma we're talking about, the Dharma. Um, okay. Sorry, I keep losing my place whenever I look away. I think I have a mild form of dyslexia. I know my dad did. I was never diagnosed, but sometimes the words move around on the page. And actually, uh, it's easier for me to read when I'm reading aloud to you. So that's also part of why I'm doing this series. Therefore, will I inquire about this matter with Manjushri, the Prince Royal? And the four classes of the audience, monks, nuns, male and female lay devotees, numerous gods, nagas. I got that totally wrong. That whole thing I was talking about with the serpents last time, that was, that was supposed to be naras. Gosh, I hope the quality of this audio isn't terrible. I think it's, it's, it's maxed out in some places. So I apologize to your ears for that. Anyway, nagas. They're not Naras. Na Nara is the serpents. Nagas, I don't know what Nagas are. Please comment below and let me know. Educate me, please. I can't use Google. And don't, don't go to that, what would, or, uh, let me Google that for you. You know that, the lmgtfy.com, and then you type in, and then you get the link, and then, oh, never mind. Um, goblins, Gandharvas. Demons, Garudas, you know about them. Uh, Kinaras, don't know about them. Great serpents, they were there too. Men and beings not human. On seeing the magnificence of this great miracle of the Lord, were struck with astonishment, amazement, and curiosity, and thought, let us inquire why this magnificent miracle has been produced by the great power of the Lord. At the same moment, at that very instant, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva Maitreya knew in his mind the thoughts arising in the minds of the four classes of hearers, and he spoke to Manjushri, the Prince Royal. What, O Manjushri, is the cause? What is the reason of this wonderful, prodigious, miraculous shine having been produced by the Lord? Look how these 18,000 Buddha fields appear variegated, extremely beautiful, directed by Tathagatas and superintended by Tathagatas. Then it was that Maitreya, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, addressed Manjushri, the Prince Royal, in the following stanzas. Why, Manjushri, does this ray darted by the guide of men shine forth from between his brows? This single ray 
issuing from the circle of hair, and why this abundant rain of mandaravas, flowers, right? Ah, we figured that out last time. The gods, overjoyed, let drop mangushakas and sandal powder, divine, fragrant, and delicious. Don't eat it. This earth is, you can hear, can you hear them pulling down the gates? We got curfew here in Delhi, so it's uh, everybody closing their businesses. Okay, the earth is on every side replete with splendor and all the four classes of the assembly are filled with delight while the whole field shakes in six different ways frightfully. And that ray in the eastern quarter illuminates the whole of 18,000 Buddha fields simultaneously. Maybe it was the sun? Uh, that was me, that, that wasn't the text. Me, not mean. What's going on here? All right. Mm -hmm. Simultaneously, so that those fields appear as gold-colored, in parentheses, the universe, end parentheses, as far as the, parentheses, hell, end parentheses, aviki, or avici, aviki, maybe it's aviki, uh, and the extreme limit of existence, some of you I know that's reminding of the uh, speech of the Hegman at Equinox. It's reminding me too of that. Uh, with all beings of those fields living in any of the six states of existence, we went over that, those who are leaving one state to be born in another, that's an interesting concept. So even if you're a god, you might die and be reincarnated in the hells, depending on what you did while you were a god. You're probably familiar with basic uh, karma. Anyway. <clears throat> I won't. Let's just stick to the, what we're doing here. All right. Their various and different actions in those states have become visible, whether they are in a happy, unhappy, low, eminent, or intermediate position. All that I, all that I see from this place, I see also. Now remember, this is still Matreya talking to. Manjushri, uh, the various and different actions. We read that already. I see also the Buddhas, those lions of kings, revealing and showing the essence of the Dharma. It says law here, but I'm translating it back to Sanskrit because it's, it's cooler. Uh, comforting many kotis of creatures and emitting sweet-sounding voices. Like, ah, maybe, perhaps, I don't know. Uh, they let go forth, each in his own field, a deep, sublime, wonderful voice. While proclaiming the Buddha laws by means of myriad of kotis of illustrations and proofs. That's my illustration. Ah. Uh, and to the ignorant creatures who are oppressed with toils and distressed in mind by birth and old age, they announce the bliss of rest, saying, This is the end of trouble, O monks. This is the end. And to those who are possessed of strength and vigor and who have acquired merit by virtue or earnest belief in the Buddhas, 
They show the vehicle of the Pratyeka Buddhas. That wasn't so hard. By observing this rule of the law, the Dharma. And the other sons of the Sugata, who, striven or after superior knowledge, have constantly accomplished their various tasks. Them also they admonish to enlightenment. From this place, O Mangu Gosha, I hear, I see, maybe that's like Manjushri's like nickname, or, or maybe a respectful title for him or something. Okay. I see and hear such things, and thousands of kotis of other particulars besides. I will only describe some of them. Oh, thank God. I see in many fields bodhisattvas by many thousands of kotis, like sands of the Ganges, it says here. But I'm going to say Ganga, because that's the name of the river. Ganges, eh? Redcoats who are producing enlightenment according to the different degree of their power. There are some who charitably bestow wealth, gold, silver, gold money, pearls, jewels, conch shells, stones, coral, male and female slaves, horses and sheep, Sounds legit. As well as litters adorned with jewels. They are spending gifts. Slavery's bad. Okay, I'm just going to say it. All right. <clears throat> uh, as well as litters adorned with jewels. They are spending gifts with glad hearts, developing themselves for superior enlightenment in the hope of gaining the vehicle. Not that vehicle. It's a different sort of vehicle. Uh, in parentheses, thus they think, end parentheses, quote, the best and most excellent vehicle in the whole of the threefold world. What is the threefold world? Oh, there's an answer. Past, present, and future. There you go. Uh, it's not so mysterious, but it's a cool phrase. Um, is the Buddha vehicle magnified by the Sugatas. May I, forsooth, soon gain it after my spending such gifts. Don't give people slaves as gifts. Some give carriages yoked with horses, four horses and furnished with benches, flowers, banners, and flags. Others give objects made of precious substances. Some, again, give their children and wives. Don't give your children and wives. Please, please don't. I mean, I get it was a different time. But still. Others, their own flesh. All right. You can give your own flesh. I think everybody's pretty much in agreement on that one, if you really want to. Uh, in parentheses, or, and parentheses, why, I don't know. But, oh, moving right along, offer, when bidden, their hands and feet are still attached or no? Uh, striving to attain supreme enlightenment. Oh, not attached. If you know about, um, what's his name? Uh, Bodhidharma's apprentice? Comment it below. Okay. Anyway, 
Some give their heads, others their eyes, others their dear own body. And after cheerfully bestowing their gifts, they aspire to the knowledge of the Tathagatas. That's what I do after giving my... Here and there, O Manjushri, remember this is still Maitreya talking to Manjushri. Uh, here and there, O Manjushri, I behold beings who have a... By the way, the Buddha still hasn't spoken. We're still just describing the scene here. And one guy is like talking to Manjushri saying, What? What? And then if we have time, we'll get to Manjushri's response. But I doubt it. <clears throat> Today. Next time. What do you think about the hair, by the way? Should I, should I go back to tying it? Or should I just... Anyway. Okay. Here and there, O Manjushri. I behold beings who have abandoned their flourishing kingdoms. Yeah, do that. Harems, don't have harems. And continents, I did that. <laughs> Left all their counselors and kinsmen and betaken themselves to the guides of the world to ask for the most excellent law for the sake of bliss. All right. They put on reddish-yellow robes uh -huh. Uh -huh. and shave their hair and beard. Well, I did one of those, okay. Um, so I, I shaved my beard and I, I left my continent, but I can't say that I left my harems or gave away any slaves. And I'm proud of that. Okay. I also see many bodhisattvas, like monks, living in the forest and others inhabiting the empty wilderness engaged in reciting and reading hey that's what i'm doing uh and some bodhisattvas i see who full of wisdom parentheses or constancy and parentheses betake themselves to mountain caves where by cultivating and meditating the Buddha knowledge, they arrive at its perception. Others who have renounced all sensual desires, well, I haven't done that, by purifying their own self, have cleared their sphere and obtained the five transcendent faculties, live in the wilderness, as, parentheses, true and parentheses, sons of the Sugata. What is the Sugata? Well, I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. Some are standing firm, the feet put together, and the hands joined in token of respect towards the leaders and are praising joyfully the king of the leading jinas in thousands of stanzas. I don't mean to be disrespectful by... Um, cracking jokes here and there. Uh, if you feel that I'm being disrespectful, I highly recommend Googling Han, Sean, and Shide. And just tell me, are they disrespectful? Or are they the fathers of Zen? All right. Mm-hmm. I'm not comparing myself to them. A little bit. I, you know. They inspire me. Let's just say I model myself after my heroes, and they are among them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
Some thoughtful, meek, and tranquil, did I read this already, have mastered the niceties of the course of duty. I would have remembered niceties and duty, so I don't think I read it before. Question the highest of men about the Dharma and retain in their memory what they have learnt. And I see here and there some sons of the principal Jina who, after completely developing their own self, are preaching the law to many coaches of living beings with many myriads of illustrations and reasons. Joyfully, they proclaim the Dharma, rousing many bodhisattvas after conquering the evil one. That's Mara, not Satan, for those of you confused. Uh, with his hosts and vehicles, they strike the drum of the law. Uh, comparing and contrasting Satan and Mara, comment below. Thanks. Commenting helps the algorithm. Anyway, I see some sons of the Sugatas, humble, calm, and quiet in conduct, living under the command of the Sugatas and honored by men, gods, goblins, and titans. Ooh, I'd like to know the original Sanskrit they translated into Titans with a capital T. Ooh, is it Robin? Others, again, who have retired to woody thickets are saving the creatures in the hells. I know it's a Greek thing. Not a total rube. Just kind of like partial. By emitting radiance from their body and rouse them to enlightenment. There are some sons of the Gina who dwell, is it Gina? Gina? Who dwell in the forest, abiding in vigor, completely renouncing sloth, and actively engaged in walking. There's that uh, Thich Nhat Hanh movie. Pretty good. Walking in the forest. Anyway, it is by energy that they are striving for supreme enlightenment. So there's more than one way to strive for supreme enlightenment. You can do it in the wilderness, in the mountain caves, in the forest, but nowhere else. No, no. You can do it in a, in, as a householder, I hope, in Delhi, maybe a little, at least for half an hour every few days, half-heartedly while cracking jokes. Others complete their course by keeping a constant purity and an unbroken morality, like precious stones and jewels by morality, do these strive for supreme enlightenment. Some are sons of the Jina, eh, nepotism, that wasn't in the book, uh, whose strength consists in forbearance, patiently endure abuse, censure, and threats from proud monks. If you're a proud monk, uh, threaten me in the comments below. They try to attain enlightenment by dint of forbearance. Further, I see bodhisattvas who have, you know, I used to say bodhisattva when I meant plural because I just got so accustomed to Latin that like it felt right to say bodhisattva and mean plural. But here they put the S on it. I don't know. I mean, probably in Sanskrit, there's, they don't just stick an S on something. It's like when they put like Greek suffixes on like phonetically translated Hebrew words and then just say it like it. Anyway, okay. Uh, for, further, uh, by dint of forbearance. Okay, yeah. Further, I see bodhisattvas who have 
Forsaken all wanton pleasures, shun unwise companions, and delight in having intercourse with genteel men. I think that maybe the translator wasn't a native speaker of English. Uh, parentheses, arias, the genteel men that they're having intercourse with. I, I don't think it means what it sounds like it means. Who, with avoidance of any distraction of thoughts and with attentive mind, during thousands of cotis of years, have meditated in the caves of the wilderness. These strive for enlightenment by dint of meditation. Some, again, offer in presence of the genas and the assemblage of disciples gifts, parentheses consisting and parentheses, in food hard and soft, meat and drink, medicaments for the sick, that's what we say, us native English speakers, you're sick, would you like some medicaments? I've got some medicaments, uh, they're minty. Um, in plenty, I'm sorry, I, well, why do I keep apologizing? In plenty and abundance, others offer in presence of the genas. I'm gonna have to like Google genas, I, and now I'm, I had a friend named Gina in elementary school, but Apidaco, that just popped in there. Her uncle had a car that was the same on both sides. It had two fronts. If I'm not mistaken, you could drive it from either side. Who does that? Anyway, um, and the assemblage of disciples, hundreds of cotis of clothes worth thousands of cotis and garments of priceless value. Now, for those uh, Zoomers who may be tuning in here, priceless means uh, like so expensive that you can't put a price tag on it. It doesn't mean like it's uh, free. But sometimes it is free, which is like valuable. I don't mean to pick on you. Um, my dad's a Zoomer, so, you know, he, he was silent generation, but now he's a Zoomer, I assume. Thomas and the Wolf, read it. Uh, they bestow in presence of the Sugatas hundreds of kotis of monasteries. What is a kotis? Okay, uh, we've, we've done that before. Which uh, they have caused to be built of precious substances and sandalwood. So sandalwood's not a... Uh, and which are furnished with numerous lodgings, parentheses, or couches, and parentheses. I'll read a little more. This will go over the 30-minute mark slightly. Some, because we're still, we're still Matreya talking to Manjushri. Can we get to the, well, well, we'll get to a place that feels right to stop. Not, we're not stopping with couches. Uh, some present the leaders of men and their disciples with neat and lovely gardens, abounding with fruits and beautiful flowers to serve as places of daily recreation. That sounds perfectly fine as long as it's not some kind of weird metaphor for harems and slaves again. When they have, with joyful feelings, made such various and splendid donations, they rouse their energy in order to obtain enlightenment. These are those who try to reach supreme enlightenment by means of charitableness. I think that it's interesting. It's the first time the word try has been used. So it's like there's those who... who Oh, no, no, they, 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 they say try before. Sorry, scratch that. We'll edit that out later. 
Others set forth the law of quietness by many myriads of illustrations and proofs. They preach it to thousands of coties of living beings. These are tending to supreme enlightenment by science. All right, we're going to close there. Uh, Maitreya is still asking Manjushri this question for another two pages at least. So we'll continue with that and hopefully get into uh, Manjushri's response in the next part of this recital of the Lotus Sutra. <sighs> Thank you all for tuning in. And uh, until next time, as usual, uh, I'll close with the prayer that my father taught me, which he learned from his teacher, Andrew DePassano, who learned it from someone else. To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Oh.